Hello and you are welcome to Dan and Dara Doability. This is episode five uh, out of uh, a series that we don't really know how long it is. No, it's going to be as long as we possibly can, really. I mean, it's not a topic that's that's short of uh, info or... Stories. Stories, exactly. Problems, so, issues. Yeah. Yeah, and good stuff too. Exactly. And some exactly. of the good stuff we'll talk about later on. Uh, we're going to be chatting about the um, therapeutic riding up in Rathfarnham Equestrian Centre. Mm-hmm. And we will be playing uh, an interview we did back from the motor show five weeks ago. Five weeks. feels so long ago, really, doesn't it? It's mad how quick that goes. Yeah. I mean, we were just starting the podcast at that point. Absolutely, so. yeah, we're so old now. Um, mm. And we, yeah, we have an interview from um, Izzy's Wheels uh, that we recorded back then, uh, which is which is pretty interesting as well, what to, what to do with wheelchair covers. So we will come to that in a while. Um, news Dan News headlines Okay So Just want to go back to October It just popped up for me Okay um, yep. uh, I think it was Maria Hanlon in the Irish Times uh, Was reporting that A committee Was being formed <laughs> Right You need a good committee <laughs> Right To monitor Ireland's uh, Implementation of The UN Convention On the Rights of Persons With Disabilities Right now, I know this is a bugbear of yours, and I, I, I meant to go back and actually dig into the article a little bit more. Uh, I know that's something you've spoken on um, going back. Yeah, I spoke on that um, in 2017 at the Equality 17 conference in the Royal Hospital in, in uh, Kilmainham. I had I had the privilege of, of speaking on that topic at that time, and it's something that is very important to me because Ireland at that stage was the only um country in Europe as far as I can remember that hadn't that hadn't ratified it and then we were the only country as far as I can remember bar one in the world as well that hadn't ratified it so I mean we're in the 21st century and that you know we're last bar one for things like that. I mean, for a country that had had the Equality 17, the, sorry, the Marriage Equality Referendum, mm. um, you know, I ba- mean... Bag tax. Sorry? We've even done plastic bag tax, like, and we can't even do this. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's just... And like I said, it's we're in the 21st century and there's thousands of people with disabilities... Well, I'll give you a number that, that staggered me. Yeah, okay. Right? Go ahead. 13% of the population have some form of disability. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm, give or take, 643,000 people. Yeah. And Okay, that's everything. That's the whole from A to Z that we like to talk about. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, it's, but 13%. That's, that's huge. That's a massive amount. And uh, I suppose 13% on its own doesn't sound like much, but when you put it in, into context of, what, 4.5 million people yeah not a big country that's an awful lot of people that's an awful lot of people so hopefully we actually to do something yeah yeah i mean i did hear a while back that it it was being passed through yeah in the article says about march i think it was ratified or something yes yeah so it, it was being passed through but the issue with with things like this is and I suppose that's the nature of, of news and the media that it, you know, there will be different news cycles and that kind of thing that 
you know, obviously something else will will take priority, but it's not like the issue disappears. Yeah. It's like it's like for me, um, and and countless others with disabilities, the 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 disability itself doesn't disappear. Yeah, just because we're not talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yay, we did something good. That's fine. Nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Something bigger comes on along the line. Uh, another headline I saw there, Dan, actually this week as well. Um, actually, just it's just from today's newspaper, actually, um, from the Irish Examiner, um, from Catherine Shannon. Um, and it says mental health services not available to people with disabilities. Now this is centered around Adam Harris. He's the younger brother of Health Minister Simon Harris. Okay. And apparently he's going to highlight um, the difficulties people with intellectual disabilities, including autism, face, trying to access mental health services which he said or he's going to be addressing in the conference today. Because I think, especially because mental health is, is such a, an important issue at the, at the moment in general mm. as, a, as a widespread issue, but I think that doesn't take away from the fact that people in our situation do struggle with, with mental health issues. And I think it is important that we... I say we as if we're a different species. We're not. No. Um, it is important that we get the same, I suppose... Shake of the stick. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but I think he, like, what they're going to be highlighting is, like, for instance, people with autism can't access child and adolescent mental, mental health services. Not good. Not good at all. You know, when you think about the numbers, we just had 13% of the population. You know, that's not really helpful uh, at all. Um, do you know what we might just do something actually shout out where can we be found Dan if people we, want to get in touch we can be found on Facebook uh, Dan and Dara Doability on um, Instagram Instagram Dan and Dara Doability yep Twitter at Dan and Dara Doability again and Gmail if you want to drop us a line at Dan and Dara Doability at gmail.com uh, that's all the important stuff out of the way now we are actually going to um, play a little recording I done up in the Rathfarnham Equestrian Centre, um, just on the side of the hill there, not too far away from the Hellfire Club. Two lovely ladies uh, who um, saw a gap in the market. Well, not really, not really a gap in the market. It's not fair to say either. Um, you know, they're two mothers. I mean, that's how they describe themselves in 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 the little piece you're going to hear. Um, but they do therapeutic riding. Okay. Um, so they take people with disabilities, uh, as I say themselves. All disabilities. So if we just want to give this a listen to, um, part of me is a little bit uh, apprehensive actually playing it um, because right. uh, they do such a good job and there is only two of them. You know, this isn't their full-time job. This is just, as I said, themselves, two housewives. Uh, you know, Out of the goodness of their heart. Kind of, kind of, yeah. They're not making money out of it. Um, yeah. You know, and they have a waiting list as it is. You know, so I know. I don't want all of our listeners rushing up to the referendum request, etc., uh, because there'd be a really long waiting list then. Okay, just give it a listen. This is Dan and Dara Doability. I am Dara McNicholas, and today I am at Ratfarn Equestrian Centre, and I am joined by... Uh, Orla Doyle. Grania Bulger. Um, <laughs> Orla and Grania do uh, therapeutic writing here at the... Farm Equestrian yeah. Centre and we're just going to give us a quick I suppose explanation as to what therapeutic riding is 
Um, yeah, therapeutic riding is um, a therapy using horses for adults and children with special needs and disabilities. Pretty good. And how long have you been doing here at Red Farnham? We finished the course last well, September, yeah, 2017, wasn't it? Yes. And um, we've been kind of doing it on and off since then. And what prompted you to go and do a course and get involved in this? Well, both of us have horses here. Um, Both of us, Orla has a child with special needs. I worked with kids with special needs. And so to combine the two together, we decided that we'd do the course in Festina Lente and just see how it goes. Give back something to the community. Very good. I mean, I've been here a little while with my own daughter, kind of, and a horse right in the middle of the watch, kind of what's going on. What sort of range of disabilities do you deal with? Um, we take a- any range at all. Um, most of the clientele would be on the autistic spectrum. We have children with cerebral palsy, Down syndrome. Um, Autism. That, yeah, um, that would be the main ones, but any, any type of disability. Um, ADHD, just children that need help like school-wise to calm down and stuff. But yeah, not limited to anything. Very good. And why do you think horses are, are particularly suited for, for dealing with people with special needs? Horses are very sensitive and they sense that kids and adults have a disability. And you'll even see it with some horses. Um, if a person is riding them, they could be really strong and run. But yet when somebody with a disability or a special need gets up on them, they seem to sense that and can yeah. be so calm and have such a calming effect on the person as well. Yeah. That's the, that's the big thing you see, the calming effect on, on the child that the horse would have. I, I, I'd say you see a lot of sort of wonderful little stories coming in and, and, and going back out again from, from kids that are not, we say not quite used to being on a horse or may have never been yeah, on a horse well before. You see, we, we always see the best of the child. It's only like it's, it's the stories that we hear back from the parents. Like say one of the parents says the only night she gets a night's sleep is the day that the child comes up to ride in, in the whole week. But like we wouldn't see that. We yeah. see the child. The child is happy every time we have them. But she said that wouldn't be typical behaviour of that child at all. And then so. we had another mom who had tried every activity under yeah. the sun with her child and nothing had worked. And she really didn't think that we were going to take him on here. And we did and just put him up on the horse. And before that he was yeah, kicking he, he was, and yeah. But as soon as he got up on the horse, he was as calm and smiled. And they were even flabbergasted, the parents, just yeah. looking at him. And since that time, he just loves horse riding. And he shows her the picture of the horse, takes out his little shoes that he wears for horse riding yeah. every week. So that things like that just yeah. make it so special. That was nice. That, that child wasn't going to get on. So you have to make the call when we just put them on and see how it goes. And yeah, that just worked. Yeah. So, have you any restrictions for for, for users uh, no. when they come here? No, no age limit. No, we we'll work around anything, and and they're the type of um, clients that you want that have nothing else and nowhere else to go to. So, yeah, as best we can, if we, if we if we can manage it, we we will. Okay, and. There's no, they have no special requirements then, they don't have, there's no worry about gear or... No, if, no. if a child is sensitive and they didn't want to wear a hat, we'll just have extra sidewalkers and support to make sure once it's safe, yeah, we're good. I mean, the only restriction we would have here is we don't have a hoist, um, so that limits you with people in wheelchairs. So, I mean, we have quite a few men and stuff and they, they will help lift on people, but that's the only limit you'd have and you couldn't justify getting one for, for the cost or whatever but um, no if, if we can do it we will 
Any of you plans to expand the service? Uh, well, we're only two housewives and I have four children. <laughs> the <laughs> eldest is 13, so... We um, never we thought we would actually... Yeah. Yeah, we didn't think that it would be so popular. Like it, just it's two not, housewives that just said we'd just give something back, but it's yeah, actually... Yeah, it's not a business to us. It's not, you, you don't make any money out of it. You just do it because we enjoy it. Yeah. Lovely. Ladies, thank you very much for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So there you have it, Dan. Um, that was uh, therapeutic riding up at uh, the Rat Farnham Equestrian Centre um, here in Dublin, uh, up there at the Hellfire Club. Uh, your thoughts? My thoughts, well, the, the most immediate thought that comes into my head is the amount of respect I have for them, just, you know, doing it, um, I suppose, not for not non-profit and just out of the goodness uh, of their hearts, as I said, as I said before, but I think just hearing the effect that it has on the um the people that use the service is is massive, and that's that's hugely positive. Not only on the the people with with disabilities, but their family as well. I mean, that um one situation where the the mum only gets, what is it, one mm. one night free a week is yeah. uh, so. <laughs> that must be like goldest, you know. So, and I think the interesting thing about it is it gives the parents an escape. But from listening to the kids' reactions as well, it gives them an escape from yeah. the day to day or ordeal. Yeah, I suppose in some cases of of being in their situation mm. so it's it's brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant it is like i mean like i said they're just two housewives you know just kind of giving something back and it, it's fantastic being up there and being able to see kids going in and out like some of them in chairs and stuff like that and yeah. um you know just yeah you can see the crack when they're, they're having one around the horse as well you yeah know, they, they work really really well with the kids you know and it's there seems to be good rapport there and you know, there's one little fellow I've seen just laughing his head off the whole way around. Brilliant. Just That's having, exactly what you want to see. Just having an absolute ball. So, uh, yeah, um, best places was you can contact them if you want to get them is at the Rathfarnham Equestrian Centre. Um, they're on another on Facebook. Um, don't have a phone number to hand, but, you know, Google that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, so thanks 100%, again. 100%. Yeah, thanks again then to, uh, to Orla and Grania for having me out there and just uh, um, let me have a chat with them. So, Dan, where to now? Now we're going to focus on um, Izzy Wheels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we, we um, caught up with them a couple of weeks ago back at the um, Disabled Drivers Motor Show. So I just um, spoke to them about what, for anybody who hasn't heard of them, what their... Uh, business was and kind of the inspiration behind it I suppose. Okay super, let's have a listen. Uh, I'm Alva Keane and I am the founder and the creative director of Izzy Wheels. Uh, the idea for Izzy Wheels was inspired by my sister Izzy who is a wheelchair user. Um, Izzy was born in Spine and Bifida so she's always been a wheelchair user and I always loved decorating her wheelchair. I was always really into art and design and it was a really just a really fun thing to work on with Izzy was decorating her wheels for different special occasions when we were little. 
Um, but something that really bothered her was that there was nothing permanent like available on the market. So when I was in my final year in art college, I came up with the idea for Izzy Wheels. And these were really colourful, really beautiful wheel covers that you could attach to your wheelchair and transform a medical device into a piece of fashion and a piece of self-expression. And our motto became, if you can't stand up, stand out. So what started off as a really personal college project just really blew up online and we went viral and a video that we made got 2 million views in a day and 16 million views in a week and since then we've been working with 50 different artists from around the world and um, we've won 10 national awards um, and we're selling in 35 countries and this year we're named on Forbes 30 under 30. Uh, so I'm Izzy and I'm the brand ambassador of Izzy Wheels and um, so um, growing up I've always had a really positive relationship with my wheelchair and um, the one kind of stumbling block I've come across has been um, being able to portray my wheelchair as a positive thing to people who don't know anything um, about disabilities before, um, before meeting me or another person with a disability. And um, so uh, when I was little, we used to always, yeah, for Christmas and things, we used to always, um, you know, do temporary, um, you know, uh, designs on the chair, and it was so fun. And I noticed, um, even at that age, that people's, um, the way people um, approached me about my disability completely changed. But then, um, you know, as soon as Christmas was over, um, I, um, you know, I didn't have that power anymore. So I've always really wanted um, a way that was more permanent. So yeah, when Izzy Wheels came around and um, Alva got the chance to do, to do it as um, a college project, it was the best thing ever for me because um, I was able to um, make my chair look nice on a daily basis. And I'm just interested as to where you get your inspiration from because I can see right here there's so many different colors with the different um, wheel covers and things. So where do you get so many different ideas from? Um, so my background is obviously art and design. So I've always been really interested in drawing and in prints and color. Um, our mum is a really amazing gardener. So I think she really instilled a love of color and like a, she taught us a lot about that. Um, so I think that would really influence my own design work. Um, we've been really lucky in the fact that, you know, I design some of the ranges, but we also do a lot of collaboration. So it really broadens the the offering that we have. So um, we get to work with a whole range of designers to cater for different people's tastes and different people's needs. Um, and we work with both male and female designers. Um, but our brand is very colourful. And I think that's due to the designers that we choose. And we just love colour. And do you think, Izzy, this has improved your sense of confidence with like where having these on on your chair on a daily? Like I've always had a really positive relationship with my disability and my chair, but the one um, stumbling block I've come across has been um, being able to portray um, my uh, wheelchair as a positive thing um, to people who are meeting me for the first time. And um, yeah, so being it. You know, the temporary things that I used to have as a child were amazing because um, that totally opened up a conversation. But once Christmas or um, my birthday or whatever was over, um, like that power was gone. Um, so um, being able to have Izzy Wheels and have it like as a more permanent fixture has been amazing.
Thank you very much. So that was Izzy and Alva um, from Izzy Wheels, and it was fascinating getting to getting to talk to them about um, their designs and inspiration behind their ideas. Uh, you can check them out on izzywheels.com. Uh, well worth. Pretty simple, isn't it? Pretty simple, yeah. When you think about it, like most of the best things are. Simple. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know. I mean, the amount of times I've thought about something and overcomplicated it, and then mean like realized that without the light, you got to go, oh. Right, I could have done it that way. Yeah. Um, and it's so simple, but I think as well, Izzy was talking about kind of her personality and bringing out, you know, talking about the the wheelchair being a positive. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's, I suppose, as you were saying, the simplest way to do that. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it is. I like the bit where you kind of said they used to do stuff for Christmas and just kind of jazz up the wheelchair. Yeah. And then it suddenly becomes a business. I, I, yeah. Brilliant. And they're fantastic. They're, their energy for it, they're just, their drive mm-hmm. is just absolutely fantastic. I think it should be an inspiration for anybody going to a business. Mm-hmm. Never mind whether you have a disability or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just see what you want, go and get it and focus on it. And, you know, the kind of numbers she was talking about there, when they put out their video, I think they had kind of she said, 3 million in the first day or something like that. Yeah, 16 kind of million a week. Shocking. Absolutely. If only, if only that, any that, if only, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Some, someday maybe we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, huge respect to them and thank you very much for, for taking the time to chat to us. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, maybe we'll catch up with them again. Definitely. At some stage. Yeah. Okay, Dan, I think that kind of pretty much wraps us up for, uh, for this week's podcast. Um, we'll just remind people again where they can find us. Uh, Facebook, at Dan and Dara Doability. Twitter, same again, at Dan and Dara Doability. Gmail, uh, you can find us, Dan and Dara Doability at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, you can find us on Instagram as well, uh, Dan and Dara Doability, and also uh, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, we're out there as well, and we're hosting this in SoundCloud. So, thanks very much, uh, everybody, for listening uh, to this week's podcast. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy, and we'll chat to you very soon. Absolutely. Good luck.